chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some of the Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For the past few years, our family have been members at the Museum of Science and Industry. We are at frequent flyers over there, and we have our favorites. We love to go and walk through the plains suspended high above the rotunda, literally spend hours underneath those planes watching the model trains go by, filming videos and chasing our favorites in circles until it's time for us to go. Truthfully, who doesn't love a good moldorama from time to time? Although I hate to be the bearer of bad news, they just jacked the prices up to five bucks, so we are no longer a moldorama house, I'm going to say that. But as a kid, the most memorable and favorite thing that we did at the museum was going to see the baby chick hatchery. It was magic. Going and seeing these little eggs in the incubator, and if you were really lucky, depending on the day, you could see the little beaks poking out, finding their way into this big world. I loved it. In fact, that display has been there since the 50s, and now it's a part of their genetics display. And it's not only cute, but it's also a conservation effort to preserve rare breeds of chickens, right? But what always hit me every time we would go and I would see those chicks is I always wondered, where is the mom? Where is the mother hen? These babies need their mom. But lucky for us, we don't have to worry about that in our gospel because the mother hen is front and center for us today. And I want to take a moment today to fully appreciate this wonderful and sort of strange divine image cast for God, for Christ, in our gospel. That of the hen. Now, Scripture, you see, is littered with images for God. We have tried since really the dawn of our faith to encapsulate, to try to understand God through familiar images. So sometimes, sometimes it's God, that warrior, right? That strong and mighty warrior who's going to fight evil in the world. Sometimes it's a king, right? In fact, we name a Sunday in the church calendar after that image. Maybe it's God, the good shepherd. Again, we set aside a Sunday for that image as well. Or maybe it's God, the gardener, sort of like the images used in our midweek Lenten services this year. But today, it's God, the chicken. It's a little bit different. 
But unlike Marty McFly, Jesus doesn't mind being called chicken, as it turns out. In fact, Jesus embraces the idea of being called chicken, and not just any chicken, but a mother hen, which means, yes, this is a very rare case in Scripture where the image of God is cast in a feminine light. This is a feminine image for who God is as that mothering hen. And it stands in stark contrast to that of Herod the fox. Now, I did way more chicken research this week than I did fox research, right? But here's what I know about foxes. There's one that lives in our neighborhood and actually has come and sat on our front stoop from time to time, and they are awesome-looking animals. Beautiful. And I've also seen the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox, so I feel like I kind of have a good background there as well. And if there's anything I learn from that movie is that foxes are smart. They're wily and, yes, from time to time, a bit untrustworthy as well. But what's clear today, whether or not you understand how hens work or how foxes work, is this. This is meant to be painted as a predator-prey relationship. And there's very thinly veiled at best, right? I mean, immediately, what do the Pharisees say? They come running up and they say, Jesus, Jesus, Herod wants to kill you. And Jesus himself doesn't back away from that predator-prey relationship when he himself alludes to his own death and subsequent resurrection three days later. So what's noteworthy here is Jesus doesn't rebuff the threat. He doesn't rebuff the threat. Instead, his response is that the timing isn't right. That while, yes, I will be the prey, now is not the moment. Why? Because there's work to be done. And I think more notably is that the work to be done is not work of self-preservation. Jesus isn't going to pull the three little pigs and go build himself a brick house, right? No. Instead, Jesus says, I need time to do the work I need to do, and that work is serving others. It's work of healing, teaching, and casting out demons, just to name a few. That is why he needs time, and he knows that his work is going to ruffle some feathers along the way. Ooh, that's a good joke, right? That's a good chicken joke. I stayed up all night working on that one. You're welcome, world. You see, Jesus' desire today is to serve others stands in such stark contrast to the desires that Herod himself has. Both, I must say, are brooding in their own ways. Herod is brooding over his prey in the hopes that it will satisfy his hunger for power, while Jesus desires nothing more than to brood over the children of Israel, the people, like a mother hen. He says, my desire is to gather the children together as a hen gathers the brood under her wings. In my chicken research this week, I came across this really interesting article. And it talked about how in 2008, scientists wanted to better understand the relationship between a mother hen and her chicks in the brooding process. And so what they did is they used those little sort of desk cleaning uh, jet spray things and they'd spray the little chicks as the mother was brooding, right? And they wanted to see if the mother responded. 
And amazingly enough, the mother hen, when the chicks were in duress, had a very physical, very visceral response. Her heart rate jumped and her face became flush as her temperature shot up in response. And the conclusion the scientists came to was simple. Mother hens have empathy for their baby chicks. Which I know doesn't sound crazy, but that is really an amazing thing in the animal kingdom to see play out in such a fashion. And today, we are the baby chicks in this story. And so the big question, of course, I think we should be asking ourselves is this. If we are the baby chicks, then what are those dangers that the mother hen is protecting us from? What are the dangers that God is protecting us from and sheltering us from in the world? For me, quite often, it's fear that keeps me from living a full life, living the fullness of what God created me to be. It's that little wily fox in the back of my head that says, you're not doing enough. Or maybe you're not good enough. Or maybe you don't have enough. You see, because fear is foxy like that. But even as I say that, I have to take a moment and step back and say, what a privileged life I live right? The fact that that's really the danger I see. It's not lurking around every corner. It's in my head and I can push it aside as much as I want. I live a pretty privileged life that I don't have fear lurking or danger lurking around every corner. The foxes are pretty quiet in my neighborhood. But I recognize that that experience is not universal. And we're seeing this play out. For so many people in our world, it is the exact opposite. Danger is on their doorstep. And we're seeing this in this conflict that's unfolding in Eastern Europe, in Ukraine. We have a brooding world power who's preying on another people and their land, willing to use violence in order to get what they want. To say the least, there are people currently in this world who are living very tenuous existences with the foxes in their midst. And I think the reminder today is that in these fear-filled moments, whether they be internally or externally realized, that we are drawn into the hen's wings. And notice, Jesus doesn't deny the fox his dinner. But Jesus does deny the rulers their power. And that, that you see, is our good news today. In a world where evil seems to be brooding around us, the good news today is that our God in Jesus Christ, with arms, or perhaps better put, wings outstretched, is brooding over us, walking with us, empathetic for the pain and the suffering we experience because that's what the mother hen does, protects and empathizes with its chicks like you and like me and like all of God's children throughout creation. Thanks be to God for that mother hen today and always. Amen.